What up, what up? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Just, uh, Alec. Let's just get right into it, because we're midday on a Monday. I know you're busy. I'm busy. Alec, what? It's Monday after the Sunday. Obviously not Victory Monday. Obviously, all the boys watched a game that ends with the Arizona Cardinals not scoring an offensive touchdown. So, rather than picking on Cliff Kingsbury, because that would be too easy to do, Alec, we both know this, you hear the comments of Kyler Murray coming on saying, Hasn't been this hard since his rookie year. They can't finish drives. Um, you know, it's seemingly impossible for the Cards to score a touchdown. Like, is it possible that Kyler Murray maybe did need a study clause in his contract? Or, you know, or is it just the impact of James Conner and DeAndre Hopkins being out at this point? even against a team as bad as the Seahawks, our two main red zone guys, the two guys you pay to score tutties at them. Yeah, I think it's probably a, a combination of a lot of things. Uh, you, you're right. We shouldn't overlook the impact that not having Connor, your TD machine out there with that rib injury, hopefully that's not too serious. I heard it might keep him out a few weeks, which is kind of a bummer, but we'll see. Well, And then Connor- I was not having – Connor is listed as day-to-day as of right now, Monday afternoon, potentially back, um, and then Daryl Williams is officially out for Thursday. So, you know, I think Eno did okay, though. Cut you off there. Um, no, you're good, yeah. Eno, Eno ran hard. I, I don't think there was a huge drop there, but, you know, it, it sucks not having him. Not having D-Hop the whole season has obviously been a little bit of a, a letdown and a bummer. Um but I think we got to be careful, Cuse, not to fall into the trap that a lot of people, I think, have fallen into in the idea that, you know, we're going to get Nuke back and he's going to be some savior that just restores the offense to all its glory. Because I think the problems run deep. I think Nuke can cover up a lot of that, and I'm sure we'll look like a little bit better of an offense with him out there. But to think that he's going to be the the fix that's just going to suddenly turn everything around, I think that's expecting a little too much. Hopefully I'm wrong there, but it just seems like this offensive struggle runs a lot deeper than just one player. Well, and, uh, you know, we can't we can't touch I, – I think I agree with you, and I think obviously – I think truthfully there is so much wrong with the Arizona Cardinals offense at the moment. And um, wide receiver core does not necessarily seem to be the issue, although got to touch on it before we get too far. News of the day, Hollywood Brown's injury looks like it's going to be about six weeks. So let's just say it's six to eight weeks. You know, we are in, what, heading into week sec- seven, six? Let's see. Seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah, seven. Coming into week seven, Thursday night football. Um, Hollywood's out basically until the stretch run. But we signed Robbie Anderson. 
known locker room cancer, but also known, you know, 1,000 yard, 100 catch receiver, like definitely talented. Like, do we feel like that's a good move? Only giving up a sixth and a seventh, you know, potentially for there's some potentially could be a next year guy as well because he has an option in his contract. Will that be picked up? Probably depends on how the season goes for Mr. Anderson there. Um, uh, $12 million due. But this year, only 700 k sixth and a seventh. Super buy low situation after he almost punches out Steve Wilkes, it felt like. Um, you know, a feeling that I've had a once, a time, once upon a time, a long time ago. You know, obviously joking, but, you know, frustrations run deep there. You know, I'm trying to black out that year as much as possible. Um what do you think? What do you think of those the wide receiver core at the moment? Yeah, the Hollywood news is devastating, especially because the whole kind of hope for us Cardinals fans was hang on until Newt comes back, and then we get a one-two punch of Hollywood Brown, who is by all accounts a wide receiver one. You pair that with arguably the best, but for sure top five receiver in the NFL, like that's something exciting. And so to have. Literally, the the week Nuke is coming back to have Hollywood go down like that on a play that mattered not at all was the stupidest play call with almost no time left in the game that was already lost to injure a guy like that. Uh, I mean, it's just it's so classic. There, there's just no happiness to go around as an Arizona sports fan. So, not surprised. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> Oh, it feels – just the pain. Like, I want to blame Cliff Kingsbury so bad for doing that, kind of like what you did in the group me. But I just feel like that's, like, just the luck of being an Arizona Cardinals fan more than anything else. And, uh, you know, like, if he would have thrown it to Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz would have been out for the season. If he would have thrown it to Eno, concussion, like, a month. Like, it's just, you know, just the stupid – stupid, stupid stuff that happened to the Cardinals, it feels like. Yeah, it was – something was bound to happen. But, I mean, you know, for all the hate Steve Kime has been getting, which, uh, you know, honestly, a lot of that is deserved. It seems like he misses with almost every draft class and just didn't do much to help the situation. For all that negativity thrown his way, again, a lot deserved. The man can pull off some trades – like, that is one area where if that's the only thing he had to do, he wasn't in charge of drafting another personnel. If all he had to do was pull off grades, he'd be the greatest GM in history. It's just everything else that he sucks at. Because, you know, he got he got D-Hop here for almost nothing, steal, brought J.J. Watt over, and him being back has just sparked that defense and helped the pass rush and the run defense a ton. And then now, you know, Robbie Anderson, yeah, kind of toxic – trait not not the first guy i'd go after but when you hear the news that hollywood brown is going to be down and within minutes of that you also hear that we gave up almost nothing a six round pick and a seventh round pick who cares for a guy who like you said is a thousand yard receiver i mean it's desperation at this point you know he might be a locker room cancer but things can't be going that great in the locker room as of now anyway with you know coaches and players getting that, you know, getting frustrated with how the way things have gone. So I, I like the, I like the signing. I like the trade. I, I, I think so too. I think I'm with you. Like kind of what Bender said, which I thought was funny and honestly very accurate, which is just, you know, ultimate by-law opportunity. The guy almost gets a fight with his coach. <clears throat> he is an elite talent. 
a sixth rounder and a seventh rounder and back-to-back drafts, like, what are you really giving up there versus the prospect of, like, you know, like this – these these next couple games are, you know, the season in a nutshell if you don't win them, you know. Not like, not that you have to win all of them, but when you got the Vikings, you got the Saints Thursday – on a short week after a really bad performance versus the Seahawks, your arguably best offensive player goes down. Uh, and you have to think that that went um, into the trade, no doubt. Um, with Newt coming back, uh, and then you have the Vikings the following week, and then you have the Seahawks again. It's like that. this is the easy stretch of the schedule, and so – you know, there, there's desperation there if I'm Steve Kahn because not only not only does the offense look like they can't score, they did score versus arguably the worst defense in the entire league. If you look at that and it's just if you're GM, Steve Kahn, and then also I think not- very notable injury right now is Justin Pugh, uh, left guard. Um, I think one thing that is easy to overlook when watching the game live is the effect the linemen, specifically the offensive line, have on what Kyler Murray is able to do. Um, I also want to specifically say I do not think Kyler Murray had a good game. The guy, in fact, I think he had a bad game. Um, and that needs to be stated. Bad pick, bad fumble, missing open receivers, that urge throw very specifically – stands out in my mind as if you don't throw up first down pretty easily. Then um, I'm not attacking Kyler because I think he'll bounce back. But also, there just seems to be a lot of Kyler-Cliff combo. And I think it's just so deep kind of um, with what you said. But the O-line is a place to start personnel-wise. If you're GM Steve Kahn, you're looking at the Robbie Anderson trade. I think you had to pull the trigger, not much. But how are you going to replace, you know, Hudson misses look bad. Justin Peter goes out with injury, switched cheese, bro. And then hopefully Cody Ford is coming back in the next couple of games. But, I mean, it's kind of similar to what's going on with the Rams and the 49ers and why they're not winning. Their offensive line is pretty much switched cheese right now too. And so I guess, like, is it really fair of us to say – that Cliff Kingsbury can overcome issues that Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan can't either. You know, one of the theories going around the Twitterverse right now. Personally, if I'm Steve Kahn, dude, I'm kind of I'm kind of panicking. But if me and Cliff didn't have extensions going into this season, I wouldn't have been surprised if a lot more moves were being made by Steve Kahn right now. Yeah, I'm sure they're both just absolutely thrilled to have those extensions with the way the season is going because if they had not, there's no way they'd be coming in worried every week about their job. Uh, Yeah, no, it's a fair point. The offensive line is a huge issue. I think I agree with you. Kyler didn't have a good game. Um, I guess to his slight defense, yes, he missed some open receivers. He didn't have some great, great throws throughout the game. I mean, every time I looked up from the TV, though, he was out there just running for his life. And that goes back to your point about the O-line being Swiss cheese. And so it's hard if a guy's not starting off solid, it's hard to get in any sort of rhythm and bounce back with that kind of pressure on you. So 
I, I agree with you. I think he'll bounce back for the Saints game. And I know we said we are going to try to avoid the easy route of shooting on Cliff. But I do think that a lot of the struggles that have been had with the offense and, you know, people not happy with Kyler Murray because uh, he's now playing like a $50 million a year player, I think a lot of that actually stems from the offensive scheme that he has been put in. And I think Cliff has done just a terrible job at elevating Kyler and bringing him to his full potential. So that's all I'll say on that matter. Yeah, no, I think I think this is where we could – I mean, well, obviously we dig on Cliff a lot. So we gain some credibility back by attacking everybody equally at this point because it's – like I said, like it's just – there's so many things. The O-line is pretty trash right now. The wide receiver core. I mean, I don't know why Greg Dorn isn't getting any snaps. I, I think Ronda Moore is definitely a useful weapon. Greg Dorch was – arguably a top receiver when he was playing like so i, I don't know um i feel i guess i'm not the nfl coach so like i'm not in practices but i i i don't think that hopefully we see him a lot more um simply because we're gonna need him Hollywood out and he was he was producing as good as anybody <laughs> um james connor injury i just think that touchdown vulture that he did last year was essential because Cliff's offense to some Cliff slander here very much struggles to score touchdowns in the NFL simply because Kyler Murray's stats are always pretty much the same which is around like it's 200 plus yards pass unless it's a game and it's always around like 60 to 80 yards rushing which like sick but also if you don't touchdowns like who really cares um and then yeah, I mean, that's the whole offense right there. I think Zach Ertz has done fine. Trey McBride doesn't seem like he can pass block or run block to save his life, which seems problematic. That's the whole offense, man. And I don't know, bro. Like, what do you, th- what do you snap them out of it? Like, is is it just going to be like uh, they're going to have sing some kumbaya and just starts clicking one day? Or do you feel like Kyler – I mean, I don't know. Like we said last fall, like I feel like Kyler needs to take some more responsibility, like for making the plays at the right times. Like if you want to get paid, like you're worth fifty million dollars, like you gotta start playing like you're worth fifty million dollars at the end of the day. You know? No, I agree. I just think it's hard to shine and look like a fifty million dollar a year guy when every other play is a screen pass five yards behind the line of scrimmage to Rondell Moore that gets negative three yards. Like I think a lot of it is scheme. Yes, Kyler has not played great in some moments, but you think back to like that Las Vegas game, our first one of the year, and the only reason we won that game was entirely because of Kyler Murray and had nothing to do with Cliff Kingsbury in the offense. And so I think it's not a great situation expecting him to do that in order for us to win. So I just want to see some more consistency because we've seen Kyler, you know, he's an MVP candidate the first half of the year last year. Like we've seen what he is capable of. And I don't think that he's just going to lose that. I think we just need to find a better rhythm, find a better offensive scheme. And whether that's, you know, like you had posted about maybe Cliff considering, I don't think he will, but considering anything, including giving up play calling, I just think something's got to be switched up because what we're doing now is not working. And I'm also worried because it might not seem like it because it's early in the year, but <laughs> Thursday is pretty much a must-win game if we have any hopes of a postseason. 
which might be a stretch at this point, but going into the year, that was not a stretch. And if you lose to the Saints and drop to two and five, I mean, that's pretty much not entirely, but that is, that is a huge obstacle to overcome. And I would say pretty much a death sentence for the season. I, I, I don't, I don't really know what Cliff does as long as you start winning football games. I think Spencer Whipple, when he had the opportunity last year, did about as good of a job calling plays as Cliff Kingsbury has ever done in his life. So I wouldn't be opposed to that. I just want to win football games. And if Cliff offense is sick, and he just can't call the plays, and that's the issue. Like, winning cures everything. So, you know, I'm not – whatever. Um, what if What if we let just at this point say fuck it and let Kyler go out there and just call every play based on what he sees? I don't – dude, Kyler's been disappointing me right now, in all honesty. Like, I just don't think he's been good enough. And so, while, like, I would like that. I also just think he misses open receivers like pretty frequently in the last couple of weeks. And so I would be down, but I just, I don't know. Like he's only in year four. Like I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers in year 12 or like, you know, some of the other quarterbacks the Cardinals have been spoiled to have in their history, which is, you know, like year 15, Kurt Warner, where the dude is basically an offensive genius because he's been a quarterback one and won a Super Bowl and like he just happens to reinvigorated his career with the Cardinals, which is sick. Um, and then Carson Palmer, you know, similar type thing with him and the Bruce Arians offense where it's just like, you know, it's like they knew they're, – they're already at the savvy vet stage and they're like at the expert vet stage because they were all pro bowlers and multiple years and whatever. I don't, I don't think Kyler's there yet. So I don't have that much pressure on him. I think he just needs to focus on like playing well, to be honest. But I, I don't know. I just there's too many issues. <laughs> there's too many issues. I, I don't really care who calls the plays as long as you win games and not almost score a touchdown against the worst team in the league. Defensively, it's just uh, you know you, you score three points offensively versus a team that was giving up averaging giving up thirty point nine points a game. Like that's. Can't have that. Um, but then, positive spin zone, though, we finally scored a point in the first quarter. First time all is, season. That is true, baby. Uh, but also, I think, you know, kind of going back to your schedule and pointing out – sorry, I, I lost my train of thought there for a sec. But going back to, like, the, the games that we won so far, it's like, you know, the Chiefs game, 50-50 coin flip. The Raiders game, like, Kyler Murray saves the day. Otherwise, we're literally 1-5, which – the season would be over. It would be over. Um, and the Eagles game, I mean, talking about, you know, some of these Seahawks decisions, you don't trust your kicker because you can't kick a 40-yard field goal. And it's like, well, why do you have the same kicker then? And then also using that same knowledge and applying it to the Eagles game, it's like, exactly. So why did we kick it there? Um, and hindsight's twenty twenty, but, like, that's a guy who's only kicked whatever. It's just Lack of preparedness, can't make the correct decision in the right situation, just continues, um, which is just frustrating as a fan more than anything because this team is just underachieving. It's not that they're not good. It's underachieving. And pointing out why specifically is just so difficult because it seems like everyone is underachieving, whether it be the play calling, the quarterback, 
the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends, the linemen. But guess who's not underachieving and probably overachieving? Mr. Van Joseph is putting up a heck of a defensive effort and in the most recent week by the young guns of Marcus Sanders, Zayden Collins, J.J. Watt making an impact. Byron Murphy, corner one, feels like it. And uh, Buddha, as always, making plays. Jalen Thompson, I don't, I, for, I don't know if he played. I forget. Um, but anyway, just defense flying around, making plays. Um, giving the offense plenty of opportunity to win these games. But what, what thoughts on the defense as of today going into this Thursday Saints game? Like, are they about as good as you could have asked for? I think they're better. I mean, we saw the first couple of weeks, they looked atrocious. Um, and part of that, yeah, was JJ Watt wasn't in there. Um, makes a big difference, but still, again, it's not like it shouldn't be a one guy fixes all. And so I, there were times where I was even a little, you know, hesitant towards what Vance Joseph was doing. I know he's been a defensive coordinator and trust in that, but there were times in the beginning of the year where we were just getting gashed for eight yard runs every play and couldn't stop anybody. So what a turnaround these last few weeks have been where the defense has actually been carrying us. They were supposed to be our weakness and they're the best part about the team. Like you said, given the offense, so many opportunities to go score and win this game and just hold and hold and despite the offense going three and out every other play, um, every other possession rather. And they've been, they've been just more than I could have hoped for. And I think a lot of that has to do with Vance Joseph. Um, I don't know if it's him starting to trust the younger guys or what it is, but actually getting Isaiah Simmons more time on the field, Zayvon Collins more time on the field, and look at them producing. Zayvon had two sacks yesterday, I think. He did. First two sacks of his career, actually, uh, which is sick. Um, Isaiah Simmons also played really, really well. Um, <clears throat> I, I stand with you. I, I I'm very, I'm pretty impressed by what I've seen defense. And I think that's where it's extra frustrating from the offensive perspective because the defense has given you about all you can ask for. And going into the season, the offense wasn't the question. It was most definitely the defense. And like, you know, it's Kyler Murray to score five touchdowns a game just to win a game. And, you know, the stat that I threw in the group me, this is what, I, either the third or fourth game that just went by where the defense allowed less than 21 points, basically, 21 points or less. Well, offense, like the Cardinals are supposed to have, you know, like <laughs> you got to win these games. You got to win these games. And I think that kind of goes to, uh, you know, the point about, like, you know, you it's like why is Matt Amendola your fucking kicker, bro? Like what are we doing here? Um, you know, if you're that worried about him being able to kick a 40-plus yard field goal, which is just like a normal yardage for an NFL kicker, and that, that's what everyone was saying at the end of the game. It's like, oh, that really affected what we wanted to do. And it's just like, well, so you weren't prepared to have this guy or just there's too much going on. So, but I like the defense a lot. Vance Joseph definitely potentially make it a play to be interim head coach. Um, and I respect I respect it a lot. Chris Banjo, baby. Special teams TD. And got back together. That was <laughs> sick. That was awesome. But, yeah, it's it's like you said. when If you told me going into the season that for four straight weeks the defense allowed less than 21 points, I would have to assume we won those games 
by at least a touchdown, if not more. And then you find out, oh, no, we put up zero offensive touchdowns and lost the game by 10 points. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I concur, man. I, uh, I don't know. Thursday's a must-win game in my mind. I'd be yeah, very has disappointed. To be. I'm very – it's weird. Cause, like, the Eagles game, the Cardinals played so well. And it's just like, okay, like, didn't expect to play this well. Like, let's go. Like, let's run of it. And it just seems like any opportunity, like the Eagles opportunity, it just feels like we never get – we never win that one. And then for some reason, we always follow it up with an even worse performance. And it's just like these games – the margins of the NFL are so tight. It's like, you know, Matt Rule got fired because he can't win football games. And it's like, well, how much – Better is Cliff Kingsbury than Matt Rule, to be honest. Like, their records are not so dissimilar if you take away the seven-game win streak. And, you know, people were like, oh, well, Cliff was in the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, well, I watched that game. And I probably wish I didn't have to see it. So, <laughs> you know, did you really make the playoffs? Or did you just, like, make an appearance, you know? You know, you just feel like, <laughs> I don't know. And so uh, – yeah, no, we, we limped in and then got just demolished. It didn't even feel like we were in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you back yourself into – granted, like those last seven ga- – those first seven games last year were insane. But I think, especially the fan base at this point, it's like you got to ask yourself, was that the fluke? And is it a fluke? And is like what's happened outside of that, the reality of the situation? And we'll find out. I mean, I guess, you know, before we dive into Thursday night – uh, just real quick, like, I think Hard Rock's first episode, Wednesday, November 9th, for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the inside look of everything that's going on in the Cardinals organization. Um, I think that's good for the Cardinals fans because either the Cardinals are going to turn this season around and make the playoffs, and it's going to be sick, and we're all going to be laughing about this and being okay like this is good adversity to overcome and like finally like we made it because in the NFL it's all it's not really like how you won them you know if we were winning games at one point but uh or it's like you know the 7-0 streak it's like people don't remember how much we won those games by just the way we won them um but if they look shit on hard knocks and they look disorganized on hard knocks the entire NFL fandom going to be watching that and talking about it on all these talk shows. And that could be good because the one thing Bidwell has shown that he doesn't like to do is be embarrassed. Um, and even though he gave these extensions to Clive, uh, to Cliff and Con, if Hard Knocks goes poorly and the season goes poorly, there's enough pressure on Bidwell to make a change. So I will just say that as like a follow-up. Plus, it would be pretty cool to see Hard Knocks with the Cardinals or see what they've got going on. Um, but Thursday night for the Saints, baby. How do we feel heading into that game? A 2-14 and 14 versus a 2-14 and 14 without potentially their James Winston, their starting quarterback, or Andy Dalton, their backup quarterback. They might be relying on Taysom Hill, their QB and tight end Matt Harris's fantasy team, which respect T-Code. Um, Thursday Night Football, baby, at home. 
a place where if we don't win Thursday, it will be a full calendar year since they won a home game. Um, are we pulling out the W in this must one game? I'm going to say yes, but only because we have to. My concern is that – What's your confidence you know, level? What's your confidence level on the win? Oh, not high. Not high at all. <laughs> Give me a confidence level. 50-50, 60-40, 70-30, whimpering I'm gonna 45. Say, I'm going to say 55-45, edge to the Cardinals. Okay. And that's just because I think that, you know, we are a better team than the Saints. They don't. They no longer have Sean Payton, who's a wizard, um, which actually if Sean Payton decided he didn't want to eventually take over the Dallas job, that'd also be sick to – Subplant Cliff with Sean Payton. I'd go for that for sure. Oh, um, fat. But big fat. My his Colin my con- Coward. <laughs> sorry, just to cut you off. This Colin Coward. You're talking about how um, you know teams with franchise quarterbacks having opening jobs is like a unicorn. And I was like, bruh, bruh. I have one. We might have one. So, anyways, not to cut you off. Sorry. Yeah, let let us be that unicorn. But um, I, th- my worry is not necessarily the Saints' offense, and I think again our defense has been playing well. And Saints' offense, I don't think is as prolific as they once were. My concern is, you know, look how much our O line struggled against Seattle's awful defense. The Saints actually have a pretty sick, like, pass rush defense, so that that's something to look out for and be concerned with. So that's my biggest concern. But I think. Having hop back, it'll be fun to see him integrated into the system. Hopefully, this week's terrible performance and just fan outcry was enough to get, you know, some parts moving to stop doing the whole oh trust the system it'll work out to kind of maybe seeing some new looks out there. So that's why I'm going to go 55-45. I really hope we pull it out. It's a must win, must win game for us. And like you said, the fans deserve it. They haven't been able to attend a home win in over a year because we just hate winning at home for some reason. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to follow you up. I definitely think it's closer to 50-50. And honestly, it being home with the way the Cardinal splits have gone in the last year, it feels like maybe it's uh, 60-40, 65-35, the Saints play. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I, think I do expect – Kyle and Murray to have a bounce-back game. I'm not exactly sure what I expect out of anybody else, per se. I think Zachary's game, simply because Robbie Anderson's first game, how many players they know by then in a short week is uh, questionable. But D-Hop probably comes down with two touchdowns, not going to lie. A thing that your fantasy team could definitely use at this point. Um and, uh, but yeah, bro, I, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of scary. Like you're, you're kind of staring down the barrel. And I think kind of why a lot of the moves today were made today is that, um, the season could be over if you don't, play. and especially if you don't win two of these next three games, like the season's over real quick. And then you're looking at a top 10 draft pick or a top seven draft pick. And that's uh, that's kind of bullshit bang for the season, man. Like I just uh, 
I think it's that serious at this point. And I just think, um, I don't know. I don't know. My confidence level is not very high. I'm sadly enough. But I, I think there's I can't blame you. With. I mean, the, the talent's there, man. They're just underachieving. If somehow they can snap their fingers or get a couple things working, it's like you have all the talent. The line definitely needs to be better. But, you know, to think that an offense with the weapons that they have can't score three touchdowns is, uh, is something. Uh, but I, I just, you know, can't play any games anymore. It really is like, and I think that's why we had to do a little emergency pod right now. It's like the season's on the line. You could tell Kime feels it. He made the panic move. And not that it was a panic move, it is a good move. But I pulled the trigger. The, I mean, what? The Robbie Anderson deal came at 11. So noon East Coast time. That means what? He was on the phone at 6 a.m. probably, <clears throat> which is, you know, or even last night. Like, he feels the pressure, Cliff feels the pressure, the team feels the pressure, they can't score. They can figure out a score. Defense is playing good enough to win. And uh, through these next three, season's over, bro. And you're looking at last year of the Kyler Murray era. And, you know, in the NFL, that stuff snowballs. You think about how quickly we went from Bruce Arians being in the playoff team to the Steve Wilkes year. What were that, two years apart? Something like that. Felt like it. So it's just, you can't, can't, it's no jokes, bro. It's serious. It's serious right now. And um, yeah, bro. Yeah, cars cars need to win to save their their season um, to at least give them a chance to kind of be in the running there, especially with the NFC West not being as strong as we probably thought it was going to be to start the year. So, like, the chance is there. We just need to actually execute and take it. Um, but they also need to do it because uh, I stupidly bet the over on the eight wins in Vegas, and that is just looking like a horrible waste of money. So, please win so I can be right. Val- no, valid. Um, let's end it here. Final thoughts, Alec, for the pod, for the boys, maybe some hopeful words, or do you feel like we've given all we've had at this point? Hopeful words, you know, Thursday night, it's a new day. Shake off the loss. D-Hop is back. Uh, We know the problems that need to be addressed, so let's address them. And if that doesn't work, you know, at least Wednesday, we got the sun season starting, revenge game. We get the chance to beat the shit out of Luka Doncic and the Mavs and shake off that awful game seven loss. And the Dodgers are out of the playoffs. So there are positives all around us. We just have to look around if we can't find it through the Cardinals. That's my message for the boys. I love that. I love that. Also, it does really make you those, uh, you know, season shortened LA championships. You know, oh, Mickey Mouse really- all the way, bro. I mean, but I, you know, people say that about the Lakers. I had forgotten that the Dodgers also won until recently. That that was their year that they won. It's like, well, it doesn't count. I, I don't know. And I, it's like you could be, you know, as Freddie and Freeman said, it's like they've been hot for a for seven months. And it's like, well, don't matter, baby. You out. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> but this is going to be sick. Phillies, uh, Padres, and uh, – Lots of exciting things going on. Hopefully the Cardinals can uh, whip us around here. I mean, I, my hopeful statement is if the cards get hot by figuring out how to score touchdowns, you could break off six wins in a row. 
and then you're in the playoffs. And that's it. So I guess that's kind of the, the other half of the coin is if you get hot, anything can happen. I feel like that's Steve Kahn saying it. But, uh, but yeah, boys, another one bites the dust. Alec, thank you for joining me on this Monday afternoon. Over, over Potentially overreaction, but also, you know, this the season's on the line Thursday, baby. This is no jokes. I agree. All right, baby. You're the man. Crushed as usual, Q's. Yeah, he bites the dust. Peace, homie. Peace.